Welcome to the Fundamental Entrepreneur Podcast, where entrepreneurs come to be educated, enlightened, and empowered for success in their business pursuits. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Fundamental Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm so glad you're with us today. I'm joined here today with Danielle. How are you today, Danielle? I am fabulous, Darren. Glad to be here. Yeah, it's good to be with you. It's an early Saturday morning for us both. And, you know, we just love to talk about fun things on Saturday. And so we decided, you know, maybe it's it's time that we talk a little bit about some things that are taking place currently in, in the uh, world of business. And as it relates, especially to COVID and COVID relief, we were talking about this the other day and felt it would be appropriate to maybe add a little bonus episode for everyone to uh, just have a little discussion about this. I know it's on probably on top of a lot of people's mind what, what this means for them and their business as well as personally. So that's what we're talking about today. It's in fact, the law was passed by Congress earlier, uh, middle to early part of December. The president signed it into law just before the, the holiday breaks. And so now we're stuck with trying to dig through all this stuff through the holidays and through the first part of the year. And there's still more to come, obviously, with all laws. There's a lot to come with it. But um, let's just talk a little bit about what we do know so far, Danielle. And I think maybe the first thing that's appropriate to kind of address is, you know, everyone wants to know about their stimulus checks. What's what's going on with those? Right. It's, it's a big, hot topic. And so I think the first thing we should mention is we're not going to we don't want to spend a whole lot of time on this, but we're going to cover just real quickly what what's happening. As of right now, stimulus checks are $600 per individual if you make $75,000 or less. If you're over that number, you'll still get something up to a certain dollar amount. Uh, there is a phase out to where if you make too much, you won't receive anything. For couples uh, that make $150,000 per year or less, that's it's $1,200 for a couple. And then for each child under the age of 17, you could, a dependent child, so someone that you claim is a dependent on your return, tax return, qualifies for $600 of stimulus money. That's what we know now. We are hearing a lot of talk that that could change. It could go up to 2000 whether that's an additional 2000 on top of the 600 or just 1400 we don't know. But this is what we know now. And so and that's the fun part of this, right, Darren, is it's like it's changing almost daily, but... <laughs> Hopefully, yeah, yeah we can yeah, get it some is. sort of you know information out to everybody. Yeah, I was just reading something this morning, and it sounds like there's a high possibility now that the Democratic Party was able to uh, control, gain control, or at least it appears that they're going to gain control of both houses of Congress. Uh, they have promised that 2,000 is coming our way off the you know the money press machines that are just printing out money left and right. So. Right. <laughs> I say that tongue in cheek, but that's the reality of it. It's it's it I, is. I don't know where our government's getting this money, but that's okay. <laughs> money, money's coming, I guess. So just keep that in mind. We don't want to spend too much time on that. We're told or it's been said that uh, checks should already be starting to be deposited in everybody's account if you've provided electronic fund information, bank account information to the IRS in the past, whether that's on a return or some other means that that should have started coming into accounts as early as last week. And so keep that in mind if you haven't seen that. 
if you or if your paper copy or your paper uh, get paper checks refunded to you when you file your return, it may take a little longer. So you might want to get on irs.gov, check to see if there's a way to provide your bank account information to the IRS if you're comfortable so that maybe you can get your, your money a little earlier. Right. But I guess one thing we should point out to Danielle is for those individuals that are saying well, what my circumstances changed, had a baby or my income went down or something, uh, don't worry. There's a way to rectify that on your return. There's a reconciliation process that will take place and it'll basically go through, at least this is what we're being told, is it'll go through your, your situation and it'll say, okay, what did you receive? Here's what you should have received. And the difference will either be additional refund money or applied to a liability that may be showing on your return. So just keep that in mind uh, as well, that that's, that's happening. I guess the other thing just to point out related to these is we've been told over and over again that if you receive money that you shouldn't have received, meaning you got more than you deserve because your income was lower when they looked at it, now it's higher. And so you, you maybe didn't qualify for all of it, is there's not a repayment requirement. That's what we're being told. So just keep that in mind. And again, that will be looked at on your tax return. So just those couple of things uh, to keep in mind as we look at these stimulus checks. And so that's the stimulus checks. There's a lot more that could be covered. So if you have any more questions, I would definitely get with your tax advisor, your CPA, or a professional that you work with and, and find out how that applies specifically to your situation. You think we got it all on that one, Danielle? Yeah, I think you covered uh, what we need. Yeah, so I, yeah, I think we're good. Okay, well, let's dive into the Paycheck Protection Program. The part of this bill, there was another $284 billion provided for what's called the Paycheck Protection Program Loans. It's being called PPP DOS or two. So here we are, Daniel, let's talk about this because some people have already received some of this PPP money. Say that right. fast five times and don't sound silly doing it, right? <laughs> right. You know, I'll know, but I'll just mess it up. So I'll let you yeah. do that, Aaron. Yeah, right. Geez. <laughs> so anyways, there's been businesses that have received some already when the first round came through, and now there's this second round of money. I guess let's talk first about those that have not received this money before. What is the qualifications for that? What do they What do they need to do? Or I, I guess, what are, what are the kind of the eligibility requirements? Yeah, absolutely, Darren. Yeah, and they haven't they haven't changed from the first round. So yeah, if you have if you weren't able to apply on the first round, um, so anybody that has five hundred employees or less, or if you're an accommodation or a food in a business, it has to be three hundred employees or less. I'm not sure why they made that distinction um, for those that were probably the hardest hit, honestly, um, with COVID. But yeah, so that that's the rules for employees. Also, on the first round, if you are self-employed, a sole proprietor, or an independent contractor, you are eligible to apply on that first round um, of loans. And as far as funding, what you can get in the loan, it is up it's two and a half times your average monthly payroll costs, um, or um, the average of 2019, I believe, up to $10 million. So pretty good chunk of money um, if you have those expenses, but obviously you can't get the 10 million if you didn't spend that much in your payroll. So it is tied to what your averages are. And I think on that that payroll average, it's, it's a 12 month period from the date you apply back 12 months or one calendar period. So 
I guess yep. if you're applying in right now, you could probably even look to 2020, possibly, since that's the most recent calendar period uh, that, that has happened there. So again, more there's so much clarification that needs to come. This is what we know now, and it's supposedly that clarification is supposed to be coming as, as early as possibly this week coming up, uh, or the like when we post this podcast, it should be within the week that we're posting this podcast. So just keep that in mind, more clarification on this way. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, I just add Darren and you know, kind of, you mentioned that 12 month look back period, which for some businesses will still be 2019, if not, if 2020 isn't completely closed out. And they are, I think in some of these new um, clear, clarity, they will provide additional eligibility rules for business that were not in operation in 2019 or started business in 2019, just so that there, there's still possibility for, for those applicants. Yep. I agree. And so that's kind of, um, and, and the understanding, and we'll get into this maybe for after we talk about what the loans can be used for, because it's kind of the same for, I guess, first-time borrowers, as well as, as, as second-time borrowers. So let's, I guess, first, before we dive into that, let's say you've already got the money, Danielle, or you've had it before, and you're, you're still struggling, and you feel you need some more of this money to help you stay afloat. Uh, how does that work? What are the requirements there? Yeah. So, you know, really this round two of the loan, Darren, I think the Congress really wanted to be able to supply additional funds for those businesses that were the hardest hit with COVID um, during 2020. And so the, the requirements are a little bit more restrictive and, and really getting the funds to those businesses that had the greatest need. So what that looks like for round two is that you have to have 300 employees or less in order to be eligible and you have used the full amount of your first PPP loan prior to disbursement of the second loan. So you had to have used all that money. And I'm sure, I'm, I'm guessing that most businesses have already run out of those funds. So I know all of my clients ran out of them fairly quickly. So been months without it. So, but that that is a requirement. And you also have to be able to demonstrate that you had at least a 25% reduction in gross receipts in the first, second or third quarter of 2020. And then, or relative to the same quarter in 2019. So you have to be able to demonstrate that there actually was a reduction in your revenue um, for you to be able to qualify for funding of this second loan. And I've, I've read something too, that uh, any applicant applying Apple after the first of the year can also use quarter four potentially. Um, and so again, that, that's some of the stuff as we read certain things, some people will say, these are the only quarters that apply. We read other things. They say, oh no, this quarter also applies. And so there's, there's a lot of different things that still need to be clarified on this, but I think, I think most people are probably going to be looking at that second and third quarter. because That's when kind of the shutdowns happen, things happen. Right. Hopefully most people have ramped up, but it's a possibility that quarter one or quarter four was, was the worst hit for them. So, yeah, but you do, I get, like you say, you have to demonstrate a 25% reduction in gross revenue from quarter, whichever quarter you choose in 2020 to that same quarter in 2019. Yes. Yeah. And I, yeah, I'm guessing that hopefully there's some flexibility in how you demonstrate that um, and which quarter you choose. But yeah, like you said, more clarity to come out on those Yep. in the coming weeks. Hopefully. Okay. Yeah. More clarity. Well, Let's dive in real quickly into kind of what these funds can be used for. It's called the Paycheck Protection Program Loans. So pay, payroll obviously is going to have to be a major component of this, but there is some other 
expenses that do qualify. And so let's talk about that real quickly. Um, what, I guess, kind of what, how does that work? And, and I guess the biggest thing is everybody wants to know as far as forgiveness purposes as well, what, um, what do they have to look at? How do they have to spend their money so they also qualify forgiveness? Because that's part of this whole thing too. Yes, absolutely. So let's let's first talk about what can the money be used for. So obviously we know payroll costs is a big chunk of that money and that will play into the forgiveness as well. We'll talk about in a minute. Um, but you can also use it for mortgages, rent, utility payments. Um, a lot of the same things that was in round one um, is what basically you're going to be spending um, your money on as well. Um, there are a few more that are included this time around. Um, there's some property damage costs that may potentially come in that you, there's some rules around that that we'll probably have to dig into as more clarity comes out. Um, operational costs, um, your suppliers and um, some things like that to actually keep your running, your business running. And what, uh, what they are calling the worker protection expenditure, um, uh, your PPP equipment and everything that you need to be COVID um, compliant, right? And those additional costs that come with that. Those are also part of the expenses that um, your funds can be used for. As we talk about forgiveness, the forgiveness is actually going to look very similar to the first round of the loans. 60% um, of that um, loan will have to be used on payroll expenses, and the other remaining 40% can be used on those um, other expenses, eligible expenses that we talked about. Very cool. Yeah. And, and these new, new areas that you can spend the money on, you mentioned operation expenditures, something I've read says like software, cloud computing service payments, uh, business operations, or, you know, all payroll processing, billing, all these different things like that, supplier costs, it's saying, ascent these costs for supplier, supplies of goods, essential for the operations of your business, Property damage relates to public disturbance that occurred in 2020, which there was a lot of that happening all over. So those that maybe had riots in their towns that affected them. So there's a lot of this, you know, there's still a lot of clarity that needs to come again, but that's kind of what we're being told. So, so new, some new expense areas, which is, I, I think, exciting for some. But like you said, 60% must be used for payroll for, to be eligible for full loan forgiveness. Yeah, well, and I think and I think a good note here that they've actually kind of included um, insurance payments as part of the payroll cost. So that's new. So any insurance plans that your company participates in, vision, dental, disability, life insurance, those are now going to be included in your payroll costs that will be covered um, and be included in the forgiveness for that 60%. Yeah. So that also will help. Yeah, that's a good clarification that they provided. I, there was there was some indication that at least health insurance was allowed in, in the first round, but not maybe some of the other ones. And now they've kind of clarified that and made it made it uh, a little more clear which ones actually do qualify. I think the other thing we need to point out here is in, in the first round, too, it was there. It started out that you had eight weeks, what's called a cover period of eight weeks to use this money for quali these qualifying expenses. Then a uh, kind of a clarification came or additional guidance came that allowed for another to, to either use eight weeks or 24 weeks. How I'm reading this and what, what people that have dug into this are saying is that you actually now are 
a little more flexibility. You're permitted to use a period, of, uh, a cover period, i.e., a period of time for these eligible expenses that can't be less than eight weeks and no more than 24. So it almost seems like you could use 10, 12, 20, yeah. whatever, but it has to be at least eight, it has to be at least 24. At least that's what the understanding is. And so a little more flexibility there. That's that's kind of nice as well. Yeah, yeah, that will help, like, you know, choose, yeah, figuring out. Yeah, because in the first round, you know, there was in the initial when it was only eight weeks, everybody was, you know, scrambling to make sure that they used all their money. Right. And then they got to the end. They're like, well, yeah. we used all our money, but now we get more time. So yeah, now it really gives the flexibility to manage your business and your cash flow with what the real needs are. So that is definitely going to be helpful. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Now let's, I mean, so that talks about this paycheck protection loans, these new funds that are available. Again, we're, we've, I hate to keep kind of saying this, more clarification to come, more things to, to come to make sure that we understand what's going on. And so if you're in a position where you feel you need to apply for these loans, um, I would get with the professional, work with them, have them help you understand how much you qualify for. Make sure that you're using your funds for the correct purposes so that you can qualify for loan forgiveness. And that brings me to another point related to forgiveness, Danielle, you recall that there was Congress's intent from the beginning was to not allow these funds to be included in our gross income for tax purposes. Right. Well, then the IRS came out and said, whoa, 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 hold on just a minute. Okay. Congress said that. However, what they didn't say is that if you use these funds for these certain expenses, they didn't discuss whether those expenses were deductible or not. And they used, they pulled up some rules that basically in court cases that allowed the IRS to take the position saying that these expenditures, or the, if these funds were used for these expenses, these qualifying expenses, those expenses were no longer deductible. Well, everybody was hacked off, right? Pretty ticked. <laughs> right. You know? What the heck? Congress said one thing, IRS is doing another thing. Gotta love the IRS. Now, they have clarified that. And we need, and it actually had to come from Congress to clarify this. They came out and they have now put in the law that basically says the funds are no longer included in taxable income. And in addition, any expenses, qualifying expenses used to pay for um, or used with these funds or that you paid with these funds are, are still deductible if you apply for loan forgiveness and your loan is forgiven. So, in essence, the congressional intent of basically making these mo this money that you received not taxable in any way has now been clarified and and fixed and so that is a huge huge thing for for all of us that are either receive this money or for helping people deal with the forgiveness aspect of it so so a big deal big deal yeah definitely yeah big benefit i mean i mean really i might not get why people would be so upset because you're basically getting you know tax or you're getting the relief of the funds but then you're just paying it all back in taxes so yeah good good news that they actually clarified that yes yes and one other i think nice piece of news especially for our audience you know people small businesses entrepreneurs starting just starting out or having a business going for a little while is the loan app application process for forgiveness has been simplified for any loans under 150,000. It 
it's going to make it a little easier to uh, apply for that forgiveness. I mean, I, I remember digging through it, the original forgiveness requirements, and I was like, this is ridiculous what you have to go through. All these calculations of whether you um, part or some of it's not being forgiven or the reasons why. I mean, you could spend it all on all this qualifying expenses, but if if your payroll declined or your full-time equivalent employees declined, potentially some of it wasn't going to be forgiven. And oh my goodness, it's just a nightmare. And so for these small businesses, they didn't want to go through that. So I'm pleased to see that there's some clarification on making this simpler for, for those that uh, just don't want to deal with that. So that's been a nice thing that's come with this as well. Absolutely. Yeah, that definitely makes it much easier than filling out the yeah pages and pages of the forgiveness application. So yes, to make the, the process easier as you work with your professional to get those um, applications submitted. Yep. I agree. Well, I so, think Danielle, oh, did you have one other thing you wanted to add? Yeah, I was just going to add one more thing, Darren, um, I, related to that. So I, I guess I think that we would both agree that we want to encourage anybody that has not already submitted their forgiveness application for round one, if they participated in, in round one of the PPP loans, to make sure that you get that application in ASAP at this point now that they've provided the clarification. I would 100% agree with that. Absolutely. Yes. Get it in, get, get your application sent in so that forgiveness process can start. Make sure you get that done. And so I think we've kind of beat this little, this new law up a little bit again. Sorry guys to say that there's more to come, more information out there. And we'll either try to do maybe an additional podcast, a little bonus podcast that we'll throw out there to kind of talk about the clarification. But and, and we may not as we dig into this. And the reason why is with anything, everything it can be so specific to your situation. It's hard to to address everything. It really is. But if we come across something that we feel is applicable to everyone, we'll jump on. We'll do either another quick podcast. We'll either do it on our socials. So check us out at Ascent 101 on Instagram on Facebook. Check us out there. You'll see more there. I mean, check us out there for everything that we're doing. We're doing a lot for, for small business entrepreneurs. We'd love to have you check it out. I think the biggest thing we'd like to also say is if you're liking this podcast, leave us a comment, like it, share it, You know, let everybody else know about it. We're sure enjoying this. This is new for us, this podcasting stuff, Danielle, but it's been a lot of fun. And so we, I think we want to encourage everyone to uh, share and, and and let other people know what we're doing here at Ascent 101 on this on this podcast. Absolutely. You know, Darren, I just want to, you know, like to add that, you know, if there's something that Darren and I haven't covered and you want to hear from us on a subject, make sure you reach out and let us know what that is. We'll do some more bonus podcasts as the needs come up. So definitely let us know. Danielle, I couldn't agree more. We sure would love to hear from our listeners and what's on their mind, what they're struggling with. So if they if you do have any questions, anything you'd like us to cover, please reach out to us. And don't forget, if you're listening to this podcast and you're wanting to start your own business, you're, you're thinking about it, but you're kind of struggling on where to start, here's a tip for you. Check out our free training on business plans. The most important thing you can do when you start off your business is to make sure that you have a business plan. And so we have a free training for you. No strings attached. Go check it out. 
that'll walk you through a business plan, why it's important, how you get one prepared, and what it's going to do for you and how you leverage that business plan to be successful. You can find out more about that at startupempowered.com. Again, that's startupempowered.com. It's all free, so go check it out. Well, that wraps it up for this episode, and we're so glad you could join us. We want to thank you all for being here. And again, you can find out more about us at ascent101.com and also by checking us out on our Facebook and Instagram pages. Until next time, we wish you all the success possible in your entrepreneurial journey.